Gradebook, a Tampa Bay Times podcast on Florida education issues. I'm reporter Jeff Solacek, and this week, the Florida Constitution Revision Commission Education Committee met to review some of its first actual proposals, one dealing with term limits for school board members, another dealing with school board member pay, and a third dealing with appointed versus elected superintendents. I'm not going to go over all those with you, but what I'm going to do is interview Marie-Claire Lehman, a Tallahassee mom who's one of the very few parents who actually has taken the time to go and appear before the committee and has been involved with a group called Common Ground to try and generate support for public education, which she and her group believe is under attack from groups such as the Constitution Revision Commission. We will speak with members from the commission at another time, but today let's listen to my interview with Marie Clara Lehman. So tell me, you know, you're there living in Tallahassee, and it's easy for you to get to some of these meetings, but you don't have to go, and a lot of people don't. Why are you so interested in some of these education issues that are coming up, such as school board term limits, and what motivates you and the Common Ground group to get involved? So I have three kids, um, all of them attending neighborhood public schools. And these happen to be Title I schools, and I've had um, the opportunity over the years to see how the high stakes of our accountability system in Florida is having a detrimental effect on the very students that the accountability system was ostensibly put in place to protect. Um, and I, I feel personally like I have um, both the time and um, in many ways, the privilege of a of a legal education to um, to to really contribute to the conversation as as much as possible um, to make sure that uh, this perspective from the school level is is heard both at the CRC but also um, at the legislature. I, this the CRC, of course, is happening this year and. Um, I've had the opportunity to be at uh, some of the committee meetings and to otherwise um, watch them online. Um, but really, it was the, the the opportunity to be at legislative committee meetings that kind of taught me how to how to do this, how to how to get involved, how to have our voice heard. Um, and and you're right, there's not there's just not. Um, a lot of people who have the time to do this. Um, it's not a very comfortable thing to do. Uh, it can be nerve-wracking, um, uh, intimidating, um, but it's it's very it's it's also it's very important, and I feel very supported uh, by colleagues across the state who are very much in the same situation, seeing this unfold in in their schools, in their neighborhood schools and wanting to stick with public education, believing in the importance of public education, but also wanting to support it in very concrete ways. So you mentioned the idea of people around the state. I imagine then that social media is driving a lot of the conversation. When you go to 
the Constitution Revision Commission and you say things, are you hearing from other people around the state and and creating your points of view that way and then hoping that someone will listen? Yes, I mean, very much so. Um, social, you're absolutely right about social media. Um, you know, especially I'd say, well, I guess because personally I got even more involved um, in this dialogue, I guess, in 2015 with the coming of the new FSA, um, and I think that, to, to, I think it's fair to say that social, even though the social media presence very much existed prior to that, um, a lot of parents turned to social media um, to, to, for support and for, um, to find other advocates um, that would, that would be like-minded. Um, and so, yeah, we have we have very very robust conversations about about the different proposals when it comes to the CRC or or bills um, ahead of of these meetings. And I certainly stand on the shoulders of incredible advocates across the state when I when I speak. I've, I'm privileged to be able to just kind of get on my bike and get to the Capitol. Um, and so I try to do my part that way. And hopefully we'll get better and better at it. Um, but um, everyone, you know, helps helps advance the 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 thought process and the inquisitiveness of of where this is all going. Okay, so you stood up there and you talked about some issues that you know a lot of people might not think affect parents in some way, but I guess they must because you were there talking about elected versus appointed superintendents and term limits of school board members. Why are those things important in the world as you see it? Well, the fear is privatization of public education and all of these things are small steps and some in some cases very large steps towards that. Um, weakening our school boards uh, will allow for further privatization, further diversions of tax dollars towards um, private schools through vouchers and for-profit charters. And um, we see the effect on our public schools. Um, we, as parents, as a, as a parent of, of three kids in, in public schools, I, I don't buy into the narrative of failing public schools. Um, I see it as a constructed narrative that is... Um, Feeding the hype towards privatization. However, we also have to recognize that that narrative is pushing very real families, often well-resourced families, away from public schools, and this is concentrating economically disadvantaged students in our public schools and putting a real strain on teachers in schools. And um, I, I, I think that you know we don't want to be mistaken for. Uh, not believing and trusting in parents to choose what's best for their child. However, parents, even if they have all the necessary information to make the best choice for their own individual child, they should not have to shoulder a decision that would have serious societal effects. And we see that right now in the weakening of our public schools. Um, because really what we need is good policies underlaying a strong, a strong system, a system that is going to work for all. So, no, I, I imagine then that the issues that are going to come up after this round are even going to bother you more then because there are issues such as changing the class size amendment and putting 
state tax dollars towards religious education. Those are both coming up. Uh, does that just sort of make you have a, concer- a concerned view of what the CRC is really up to? Right. I mean, I don't think that we ha- we. I think that um, we are not blind to the fact that these being uh, appointed politically appointed members um, of these various committees chosen for their willingness to support the privatization agenda that all of these proposals and in some some cases as we saw the other day creative rule bending is just going to move things forward um, in a way that is even faster than it can happen in a legislative session um, of course this all depends on a positive for them outcome at the ballot box um, and you know we will work hard to spread the word and and raise awareness about these really damaging um, proposals for for public education. One of the really uh, scary and perhaps subtle, although not not all that subtle, uh, proposal is to change language um, from you know the kind of guaranteeing of students to obtain a high quality education to one that is talking about um, offering an opportunity. And that tied with another proposal which would list all of the requirements to define something as high quality public edu- uh, high quality education, they are using the word opportunity or you know their use of the proposed word opportunity would um, allow them to then say, well, you know, we're not, we're, we're not, uh, th- this student is not uh, receiving a high quality education um, according to our new definition, and so they have a right to seek it out elsewhere, uh, such as, you know, voucher schools or charter schools. Um, and so that, that whole language is, is, is very, uh, is very dangerous when it comes to uh, when you're talking about a constitutional amendment to change really the nature of of what the Constitution has been protecting, which is high-quality public education. I guess we'll have to hope that uh, people get very informed about what's going on and make good decisions, whether they agree with you or agree with the people who are making these proposals. And because sixty percent is a is a huge ask now, and and so will you be doing your part to um, campaign if there needs to be a campaign? You mean against or for some of these proposals? Yes. Right. I mean, we'll probably have to play defense and campaign for, you know, a, a no vote on, across the ballot because it becomes so confusing. Uh, I think I heard that we are the state with the longest ballot. In the next, you know, in, in in 2018, I don't know if that can be stated officially yet, but um, there'll be it, it will be difficult to parse out the proposals that we would like to see pass uh, among among the rest. I just know that a lot of times when there are big issues, they get big campaigns and money comes into them, and I don't know if there will be an opposition to some of these ideas as much as there might be support for them. Right, right. Well, we don't have money, that's for sure. 
Um, I'm part of a group, as you mentioned earlier, called Common Ground. And uh, we're a group of education advocates and advocacy organizations from across the state and, most importantly, across the political spectrum. Um, and we do this completely on a volunteer basis, right? Um, and none of us are, are being paid and we're not. The, the great thing is that we're not beholden to anyone except to each other and to this common ground that we were able to carve out um, in the process of advocating side by side over the years and then realizing that actually we might make a bigger difference if we worked together. Uh, but yeah, resources uh, as far as, you know, um, campaigning against things is, is, is probably not our strong suit. However, we are very uh, connected um, to a, a very large network of, of parents across the states and teachers um, who, who are, you know, should not be discounted. The very informed group, um, a group that grows every day and becomes more and more informed and in tune to what is going on. And I think that um, as far as common ground is concerned, our voices amplify each other's um, because we're working together across the political spectrum, which is really not a common thing anymore. Um, and I think that that um, really is, is actually in and of itself something that convinces people to to listen and 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 pause and 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 consider i guess we're going to have to then really pay attention to what's going on on your social media networks because that's probably where the conversation is going to take place more than in the regular media with campaign ads and things like that right right no definitely come visit us on social media um you know, and, and be part of the process. You know, we, yes, I'm, I'm very lucky. It's easy for me to be physically present, but it's not the only way to be part of the process. And, and it's really our right to be heard. And we have to insist on being part of the process and, and to bear witness to, to what is happening at the CRC currently and, 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 and even, you know, year after year in the legislative, in the legislature. Well, I really appreciate you talking with me. We will definitely be, Talking again, I'm sure as these processes move forward, we've got a May deadline for things to go on the ballot and then a November ballot. So should be some fun times ahead. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to um, to have this conversation and to find out what makes us tick. We appreciate it. That's the end of our interview. If you would like to participate in this or any of the other conversations we have taken part in, please visit our Facebook page, Tampa Bay Times Gradebook. You can also keep up with the breaking news on Florida education on our blog, tampabay.com slash blogs slash gradebook. I'm reporter Jeff Solacek. Thanks again for listening.